This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, a financial partner for businesses throughout the South for 130 years. Trustmark offers a range of products and services designed to help small businesses efficiently manage finances. More info at Trustmark.com, member FDIC. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell, along with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds the Certificate Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. Well, we're into June, so it's time for another Open Topic Show. We'd like you to call in with whatever you've been thinking about to get your financial advice you need. We'll have some tips on what to buy or not to buy in June, but your personal finance questions are what we're looking for. So give us a call. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 or email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. So good morning. Hope that you're both doing well this morning. Good morning. Glenn. You know, today, uh, this day in history, in 1812, the War of 1812 began. You know what, what was over? When? Trade, no, no, I mean what the dispute was. Oh, trade, I'm sorry, trade. No. <laughs> Tariffs. I'm a little slow this morning. Trade restrictions. Yeah. So it's interesting. I just uh, thought what that they that were was, fighting about. Yes, I'm sorry. I didn't phrase the question what very well. What was the kerfuffle about back in 1812? But anyway, I just thought it was interesting that, you know, apparently that's been contentious among nations of course, for many, many years. Every country is trying to do the best they can for themselves and their citizens. We all want cheap t-shirts and yeah and decent food <laughs> okay that's what we're and, going for and and really um, trade across borders allows economies to grow yeah because if say you're not that good at producing something say you know you're you know the cotton in your country is not that good then you're not going to produce good clothing but the cotton in the next country over is excellent and they're super good at making clothes you could just buy their clothes instead and spend all your time doing something else that you're good at right which you then would hope another country would want to buy your thing right i mean it's you have a to have trade a, out you have to have like a, a useful skill it's not like hopscotch or something you're not going to I'm going to sell hopscotch chalk. Or radio announcing. That's another useless skill. That's, anyway. Uh, so what other, any other kind of financial news? <laughs> we, 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 expo- we think you're useful. We exported a lot of radio announcing during the Cold War. Okay. In mind. So it has VOA, useful, yeah. useful purposes. Right. Never forget. Well, that's good because as I contemplate retirement, I often think, you know, what would, what would my skill set translate to? And I'm oftentimes having a hard uh, but if time coming up with something. But if you're going to go to retirement, do you need a skill set? Well, I meant, I meant if I would retire from the state and then the gap between that and then when Social Security kicks in. Ah, uh, okay. Which is yeah. probably which why is they'll a lot never get rid about. of me around here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, uh, other financial news in the news. Well, I was just looking at uh, the big news yesterday was the Empire State Index. Ah, I saw your uh, post. Interesting um, survey. It is only of New York businesses, but it is a survey that is done of a variety of businesses. And so what it does is kind of gets the um, takes the temperature of business executives out there, how they're doing, how they're feeling, what they're planning in the future. And there was a big drop. 26.4 points, and it is now negative. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and if people want to delve deeper into that, uh, we have posted Nancy's blog about that on uh, our webpage, mpbonline.org slash money talks. And there's a link in the blog post that takes you to the Federal Reserve, which explains about the index and uh, shows the data. Now, I don't remember, you mentioned that, did you go up to the top of the Empire State Building? Never. Oh, okay. I, I, because in that blog post, you will find that I am afraid of heights. Well, I'm, I'm not real fond of heights either, but I did go up there. It, first, it takes a while. That's a, a you know a long elevator ride. And it has to be a clear day, too. Right. Yeah. Or you don't really see much. I heard that the other day in the Willis, former Sears Tower in Chicago, the observation deck cracked. I saw that. Oh, gosh. Oh, dear. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I think it's still probably fine, but uh, it happens. You Isn't know. that the one that has the glass floor? It was a glass yeah. floor, yeah. Still probably fine. The people, uh, no. are, the people uh-huh. are standing on. Well, I went uh, the, um, oh, I can't think of the thing in San, San Antonio. Uh, the needle, I can't think of the name of it. Uh, it was built for the hemisphere in the 60s, which I actually went to then. But anyway, I went there, and even the wind, when you get that mm-hmm. high up. I know, can, I can't oh, do yeah. it. That's, can't do a, that's a really big, big issue with When tall we were buildings. in Seattle, and they have one of those mm-hmm. needles, um, I just I said I was fine. My husband went up, and I I could not even go with him. I just sat on a bench outside and waited. <laughs> the good Tower of the Americas. Thank you, Liz Gill. Our producer came up with that for me. Uh, the one in, in San Antonio. Uh, the good thing though, if you drop a penny off the Empire State Building, it will not kill somebody. I've heard. Oh well, that's mm-hmm. good. So. I, I'm glad to know. That. So speaking speaking of tall buildings, this is one of my kind of favorite anecdotal um, uh, economic indicators is is when there's a record breaking a record breaking tower built a record breaking building and where built. is it it usually signals the top of something and i don't know i feel like a lot of record breaking buildings have been built in the past you know 10 years and nothing uh, too horrific has really happened but uh, the one that was just everyone was talking about in 2008 was the burj dubai which was mm-hmm. at that time the mm-hmm. tallest building and just insanely big and glamorous and it was just hardly any of it was was leased out, and which is not a great sign when you're building a huge building because these things are not cheap to build. You need you need people committed to to pay you money for them later, and that was kind of everyone was like, well, that's the the uh, the big building, you know, that's top indicator, boom, huh? right? Yeah. So, and a lot of those tall buildings are now being built in other countries. Mm-hmm. I think there's one in Kuala Lumpur that's uh, quite large. So, is the one you were talking about? Is that the where they? It's its own island. Uh, no, so that one is not on. I mean, they did in Dubai uh, build okay. build several islands and you know, like all fun little shapes and um, but but that one that one was on. Did on they not solid learn land. the lesson of Venice? Apparently <laughs> um, not. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe the uh, the maybe dynam- engineering has improved. The water dynamics are a little different there. Maybe there's another one. There's a tennis court on top of it, and I'm like, I'm not sure. Oh, I, want to I play. could not do yeah, that. What if you no, lost your? No. T- I know if the ball, ball goes over the fence, it's, it's like, like uh, you're going to go get it. Not no, me. no. <laughs> I would be clinging to the net. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're looking for your personal finance uh, questions this morning. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Phone lines are open. And again, it's an open topic. So you get to decide what we talk about this morning. Uh, but if you're traveling this summer or really any time, you might want to consider a couple of apps. There's Gas Buddy or AAA also has a website and an app that you can uh, check 
for the cheapest gas prices near you. Uh, you can find stations with restrooms, air pumps, or service stations. And during disasters, you'll find out uh, who has gas or what stations uh, don't have power. There's also a trip calculator to help you estimate the price of driving on a trip. Uh, so if you sign in, you can write reviews as well. And surprisingly, um, gas prices are coming down pretty dramatically, which normally they go up in the summer because we are yeah. traveling. Uh, but we've seen a decline because there's been a decline in demand. And even with some of the um, issues um, uh, with Iran and the transport of oil, those uh, price of oil per barrel is still staying down. Uh, you know, our producer, Liz Gill, is also the host of another one of our MPB shows, AutoCorrect. It's uh, 10 o'clock uh, Thursday mornings. Uh, but on that show, they had a recent discussion about premium gas. And a lot of times, I think a lot of people just assume, well, I'll just buy the regular gas. But apparently, uh, for some cars, uh, premium gas is recommended. Uh, and so that might be something uh, during the summer when p- people are out driving more and that sort of thing that you might want to double check your owner's manual to see if uh, you indeed uh, are would be recommended to use a premium gas. And it's cheaper now, so that makes it a little more appealing. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, that's because it has higher octane, uh, which higher performance of vehicles require. So that's the other thing. If you have a probably a fancy sports car, you know, that kind of thing, uh, or if you're a gearhead, you would probably uh, go for the premium gas. doesn't care about the price of gas at all. At all. Do, do you, Ryder? No, not particularly. <laughs> it doesn't do a lot of good. I drive a Prius, so, wow. you know, my gas budget is about 20 bucks every month, and it doesn't really change. You can actually here in uh, the Jackson area, there is an outlet mall in Pearl that has a whole row of electrical charging stations mm. for a Tesla, and I actually saw a car hooked up to one the other day. The first time I've ever seen a car uh, charging there. But that's, Yeah, those uh, are getting, those uh, electric charging stations are getting a lot more popular. You're seeing those. Um, I know they have one in front of the Whole Foods, a lot of hotels have them. Uh, so it's really, I haven't seen a, a, a huge amount of electric cars in town, but the Nissan Leaf is a fairly popular one. And then um, a lot of people do have Teslas. So um, there's a few out there taking advantage of all that electricity running around. And yeah, you'll probably start seeing those uh, more and more. Let's uh, take our first break this hour. When we get back, we'll continue looking for your personal finance questions. It's an open topic day. So what do you want to know? Maybe questions about retirement or the stock market. Call us at one mpb ring It's one 672 Or you can email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. What's good to buy in June? We'll tell you that after the break. This is Money. Talks on MPB Think Radio.
information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. If you ever miss part of the show, you can go to mpbonline.org slash money talks to listen again. Or you can download the MPB or and you can download the MPB public media app so that you can listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. So you can listen to all the MPB Think Radio programs on your schedule. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taff, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. It's an open topic day, so we're looking for your personal finance questions. The number to call is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Looks like we've got a couple of calls coming in. Uh, but uh, filling in time today between your phone calls, we're talking about things to buy in June and things not to buy. This comes from the website dealnews.com. First one, very exciting. Today, June 18th, is National Splurge Day. The perfect day to treat yourself. Maybe a video game. PC Games, the Steam Summer Sale will kick off on June 25th and offer a variety of deals until July 9th. Last year, Steam sales knocked up to 85% off. So uh, as a gamer, I know that uh, video games can be expensive. Uh, so a big discount like that, that's probably something that you would want to take advantage of. Splurge Day doesn't sound like a time that anyone would put anything on sale, though. Uh-huh. I mean, it seems like the implication is that, oh, yeah, you can pay full price for it today. Today is the day <laughs> to pay full price for an item. So... I don't know if that's particularly uh, uh, financially savvy there. So what uh, what would your splurge be on splurge day? Well, um, we're actually looking at some outdoor furniture. Uh-huh. And here in Mississippi, we're kind of at the the end of the season for that because most people... It's getting yeah, too it, hot. Yeah, it's getting <laughs> it's too, hot. too hot. It's already warmed up. People have already made their purchases. So you're starting to see uh, a lot of those prices being cut. And um, in addition to that, this is my favorite time of year to go to the farmer's market in Jackson oh, yeah. because man everything is in season and it's just wonderful. It, the, the the fruits and vegetables are just bigger and better and often often even cheaper than you can find at your grocery store when when they have you know when it, when it's kind of peak season and the farmers are just trying to get rid of you know their a million bell peppers or gallons and gallons of blueberries then that's kind of a that's some good deals to be Well had. and I just love uh, supporting our Mississippi farmers Absolutely. And uh, quality stuff down there. In-season fruits and vegetables are on the list of things to buy in June. So, uh, you know, and I saw, I think it was on Facebook, someone posted a, a quick video of the uh, one of the farmer's markets. And if you just, you know, you can see the produce and fruits look just so much b- bigger and better uh, mm-hmm. than the stuff that you would buy in the grocery store. So, again, and they seem to be uh, gaining in popularity, more and more of them uh, around the, the state of Mississippi. So, yeah, if you're looking for those fresh fruits and veggies, uh, a farmer's market is a good place to go to try to find them. And the Mississippi, I believe the Mississippi Department of Agriculture has a lot of info about farmers markets. Um, You're absolutely right. There are a ton more around the state and they are more and more popular every year. Okay. Looks like we've got a call ready to go. So we will talk to 
Tom, who's called in from Mantachi this morning. Good morning, Tom. You're on the air with us. Well, good morning. How's everybody today? Good morning. Good morning. Well, all right. Um, well, I've got some questions. It's it's money related to me. Um, let's see. About six, well, maybe about four months ago, I had some knee surgery, and then I also had uh, hernia mesh surgery. And I've, I'm unemployed right now. That situation may change any minute. It may take a week. It may take two weeks before I get employed. But some of my medical bills have been turned over to a collection agency. So what do I need to do in order to keep them from actually trying to sue me until I get hired or until, you know, the, the hernia mesh, you know, lawsuit comes available, which won't be until probably January or February of next week or week, uh, next year, according to my attorneys. Well, um, first, let me ask, did you have insurance when you had these surgeries? Uh, yes, but the portion that's not paid by my insurance company is what the creditors are suing for. Not suing for, but, you know, sending me uh, collection notices. Okay, so these are going to be your, your deductions or, you know, all of that copay stuff, right? That's correct. This is, this is my portion. Is it a know, sizable that, amount? Um, yeah, you know, you're looking at, I don't know, I'm, I'm guessing around $4,000. Okay. Through three through three different creditors. All right, and and three, I would just three different collection agencies. I would just say to you, four thousand dollars is a lot for somebody who is not employed. That's correct. But for three different creditors, this is probably not enough for them to even worry about legal action. I would oh, be okay. I would be kind of surprised if they did. I mean, it's possible. Um, they're going to bug you. Um, they're going to contact you. It's still out there. If it's been put with a collection agency, then um, they paid pennies on the dollar for that. Right. So your first thing might be just to try to negotiate with them for a okay. lower amount where they will clear it out and accept that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And well, then if that doesn't work, um, you know, it is unsecured debt. There, you know, you said you had knee replacement? Um, well, yes. And then, uh, well, I had knee surgery. But knee right surgery. after that, I had hernia mesh surgery. All right. So mm-hmm. they can't come take anything off your body uh, to compensate <laughs> for them. So what they're doing, though, it, it can um, hurt your credit record and your credit score. It has. But, it has. but being unemployed also hurts that as well. Um, so you're going to just have to say, I can't worry about this now. I'll try to negotiate with them. If they're willing to come off of it, fine. Uh, if not, I'm going to have to wait until I get employed and try to clear that out and allow time to heal my score. You have any comments, Ryder? Um, just two things. One, just to reiterate, absolutely negotiate. Try one to pay a just lower amount than they're asking, um, and two, put it on to especially once you you know if you you know get a job again, regular income again, uh, put it on a, a payment plan of some sort. You know, say, okay, hey guys, look, I can do, you know, say one of them you owe a thousand bucks to. Say, look, I can do fifty dollars a month for the next year. You know, that's going to be a total of six hundred dollars for you if they'll take less than you know that total bounce. Which again, they probably you know for a thousand dollar bill, they probably paid about a hundred bucks for it or less. Um, so they should be willing to take less. Um, um, one caution here is they may push you to put it on a credit card. Do not do that. Uh, because no, then, I definitely wouldn't do that. Yeah, then you're going to be bumping up to high interest rates. 
And um, so don't be tempted by that. Uh, If you can't write a check, then just hold off. Um, And then another great resource is the uh, federal, I believe it's the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, CFPB, CFPB. they have a lot of great information on um, just your rights as as a debtor um, and and just well, they used steps to. you can. Well, yes, they have gutted recently. I think what yesterday, last week, yeah, uh, gutted that agency. If the website is still up, uh, hopefully they still have a lot of good information on um, how to deal with collection agencies and what your rights are um, as a debtor, particularly with regards to you know them calling you and harassing you. Um, if it gets extreme and they're calling, you know, calling a workplace, uh, you know, what the legalities there are, if they're showing at your, uh, up at your place of, uh, where you live, you know, what, kind of what your rights are. And that's important to know, um, especially when you're dealing with three different ones. That's just three times the people to bug you. So um, I understand. Yeah. Good luck there. All right. Well, thank you very much for your information. I love your show. Listen all the time. And y'all have a great day. Thanks. You too. Thank you, Tom, for the call. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Open Topic Day. We're looking for your personal finance questions. Give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Off to Greenville we go next. Jan has called in today. Good morning, Jan. You're on the air with us. Good morning. Um, I have a question about an old pension uh, that's $50,000 at an old employer, and I'm, um, I'll be 59 at the end of the year. Uh, I am still employed working at another company. I have a 401k there. I am uh, trying to decide what the best thing is to do with this old pension, if I should roll it over to an IRA at a bank or at a mutual fund company or to my Current 401k. Uh, okay, so you said it was a, an old pension. Do you have the option of taking that as a series of monthly payments, or is 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 it only a lump sum available to you? No, I can do either one. Okay, so uh, I mean. You know, without knowing a lot more about your financial situation, I can't give you specific advice there. But that's the big trade-off to make: is is um, you know, is it more valuable to you as a stream of payments? Uh, because you can look at any stream of payments as a lump sum, and you can look at any lump sum of money as a stream of future payments. So, um, having someone help you uh, with the math there and compare those amounts is going to be important. Um, and also, one of the considerations is just going to be: do you need a stream of payments? Do you need that? You know. If that were to be converted to income, do you need that income? Is that going to supplement you in any meaningful way? Um, and then to kind of so if you do decide to take that as a rollover, take that as a lump sum, your best option might be to roll it into your current four hundred one k. Just because keeping kind of keeping it simple, keeping everything all in one place. Of course, if your current four hundred one k is a terrible plan, again, I don't know what's in there. Um, but it, it, and if it has high expenses, right. you might want to avoid that. High expenses is one of those things that makes it a terrible plan. And that you know, if you put extra money in there, those expenses will just eat away the money you put in there. I will say rolling it over to an IRA at a bank, typically you're talking about rolling that over into an IRA savings account or CD account, and it's just going to earn a 
little bit of interest. And, you know, if that's going to be an important part of your investment portfolio, having those CDs or having that cash-like uh, portion, then sure, absolutely, that makes sense. But often, you know, uh, especially, you know, you're still working, you don't need this money immediately, especially if you're, you know, not taking it as the income, uh, you may you may have the flexibility to let that grow. Um, so, Jan, let me just jump in and ask the question, um, do you know if you left that money alone, how much they would pay you when you reach retirement age? Uh no, I, I do not know. Okay, you need to know that yeah, that's before you a... make this decision. So um, is, it a, is it enough that you would go, well, that really could help me out in retirement, or if it's just a small amount, it may not be worth your while? Yeah, that okay. first consideration to make is, do you want to take that as a stream of payments, or do you want to take it as a lump sum? And then after that, you can decide the technical aspects of how you do that. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Jan, for your call. Let's uh, get another call in before our next break, and we invite Jesse from Mobile on air. Good morning, Jesse. You're on the air with us. Right, good morning. How's it going? Good. What do you have for us? A general question for car purchase. It's mainly for a first-time driver. Do you go with the already depreciated 9, 10-year-old semi-luxury car, or do you go with a cheaper, newer car, possibly with more safety features, weighing the options on either side of the scale? Oh, interesting option. Is there is there not a uh, slightly newer but even cheaper, uh, you know, couple years used? Um, that's a good question, um, and that's a lot of that's going to come down to personal preference. But keep in mind, uh, first first car um, it might not be the car that you keep forever. Uh, so keeping kind of that resale value might be a part of it, or keeping in mind um, the cost to insure it, and uh, and. And, and what's going to happen if it is involved in an accident, uh, for instance? And so, yeah, because safety is a big. Uh, is this Dad calling about? Yeah, yeah, I thought so. <laughs> yeah, um, so safety is a big issue, and um, if you're looking at a comparable price that you're going to have to pay, I would err on the safety side, making sure you have um, good airbags, uh, solid. Um, protection in in case of a a crash, that's important because most first-time drivers are going to wreck that first car. Yeah. Yeah, Everything we've checked is on the IIHS list, so. Okay. The only thing I've denoted that they've started factoring in now is headlights. Mm -hmm. Some automotive manufacturers are a little behind the curve on optics others are way ahead of the curve. Well, and I would just say to you, um, that's important for folks like me that are aging a little bit. You know, I need to be able to see better, especially at night. Um, I'm not as worried about that with a teenager, you know. Yes. Uh, they can manage better. I'm more worried about what happens when they, you know, run into a tree <laughs> or somebody else. Gotcha. Uh, Jesse, before Jesse, you go, or... Per- okay, go ahead. I, uh, have three kids and while they were all excellent drivers i'm sure for some reason they would come home with all sorts of dings on the car from the high school parking lot so they don't drive in a vacuum there are other people around uh, where they drive so you might want to consider that if you're getting a brand new car gotcha 
All right, All right. Uh, Jesse, appreciate your call this morning. Good luck, Dad. This yeah. is, uh, and you know, maybe two if you buy an older car that's a little safer that to possibly maybe allow the, the driver to upgrade like to a nicer stereo system or something. You know, maybe a little extra perk there uh, to kind of ease the uh, maybe, you know, I don't know. Anyway. I will say, kind of from the from the safety standpoint, I don't know if we are the experts here. Uh, AutoCorrect might be might be where to call. But uh, from the financial side, you know, do look at the difference in cost of insurance if it's different in between the two cars, particularly and the because, car tag, particularly in the car tag, absolutely, yeah. particularly because buying a new car, uh, especially if you finance it, you'll be required to you know have comprehensive insurance. You'll be required to have just much higher levels of insurance protection, um, which may be a significant financial cost. Particularly Particularly getting comprehensive with a younger driver, whereas if you could get uh, an older vehicle, which you weren't required to have comprehensive uh, with a younger driver, might might make a difference there. Okay, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got Linda on the line from Oxford waiting for her call and space for your call as well on this open topic week a week. Uh, call us with your personal finance question at one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Between your calls, we'll continue to talk about what to buy and what not to buy in June. Back with more. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Botridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives and Ryder Taff, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. They are both chartered financial analysts, and Ryder also holds their Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. It's an open topic day on Money Talks, so we're looking for your personal finance questions. And we've got some open phone lines, so give us a call if you have a question. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's one 877 672 7464. You can email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Next online, thanks for holding. Linda from Oxford, you're on the air with us. Go ahead. Thank you for taking my call today. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, my question is in regards to long-term care insurance. Uh, I am currently 69 years old, and 14 years ago, I took out uh, long-term care insurance, making sure that I went with a company uh, that was very large and would still be in business when I needed it. Um, I have currently, to date, paid about $17,000 into this insurance policy at between fourteen and $1,700 a year for my policy. I just received yesterday a notice with a, with red letters on it, important change. My policy is doubling from seventeen hundred to thirty four hundred, um, and they have included that they will not implement another upgrade until twenty twenty seven. And um, I would just kind of like to know uh, the opinion I'm um, 
you know, they could raise this rate to whatever they want to when I'm 77 years old, and that's when I might really need it. Uh, so, and I have a concern that just when I need it, uh, the price will get to the point that I can't afford it if they raise it so high. So, has anyone else had this experience yes. of long-term care insurance with huge increases? Suddenly? Yes, we're starting to see that a lot. Now, there are limits on what the insurance company can do based on the pool of uh, people that they are insuring, mm-hmm. and um, and that's and they and they can calculate what they can raise those premiums to. Um, I would say to you, you need to just look at it. 69 years old, you're not going to be able to find a policy out there probably any cheaper than what they're offering you even at the doubled amount what we're starting yeah Uh what we're starting to see is that when they do these price increases they are making offers to their insured about oh well you know you can pay less and here's some other options where you have less benefits Yes, and, they did offer that to me. Right. Be careful about that because um, that's kind of getting into a trap. They would like for you to do that. And for most people, when I've looked at some of those, I've just said, look, pay the higher price. Um, if you still need the policy and 3400 okay, that's that's twice what you were paying, but it's still reasonable based on your age. And if you think you need it, you're going to have to keep going. You don't want to lose the coverage unless you've built up a sizable amount of assets that you can cover your own expenses. Mm-hmm. And is there an <clears throat> excuse me? Is there an average as to what long term care covers today? I, I mean, what it costs today? Well, uh, uh, you know, like a, a long term care facility, let's say. Oh my goodness! And that is changing because what I'm hearing now is uh, it used to be around four thousand dollars a month. Now we're hearing five to six thousand, depending on the facility. And mm-hmm. um, most long term care insurance policies, I'm sure yours is this way that there is a total amount that they will pay out. There's a limit to how much they will cover. Exactly. Correct. Right. Okay. And so what everyone needs to look at is how much have I accumulated on my own so that I can cover my own expenses versus how much I think it could possibly cost. And if there's a gap, I'm going to need some insurance to cover that gap. Right. And also, do I want to risk it? risk all of my assets that I would love to pass down to Well, and, and that's tricky. I tell people, don't worry about that. You really just need to protect yourself. And you mm-hmm. did it right because you said you signed up 14 years ago at 69 years old. 14 years ago was about the age that I tell people, you know, in their 50s to really start looking at that. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. wait, then it's just going to be too expensive. Right. Those are the guidelines I followed, that that was a premium time to get it. But I never expected an increase like this. Yeah. Uh, We're seeing that uh, a lot right now. Okay. So um, bite the bullet and pay it because it's a lot cheaper than the uh, care bill if you need it. Yes, ma'am. I would go that route. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for your opinion. I appreciate it, and you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thanks, Linda, for your call. We've got some open phone lines ready for your personal finance question on Money Talks this morning. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Filling in the time this morning, we're talking about some of the things to buy and not to buy in the month of June. Uh, we talked about National Splurge Day and the NC. And fruits and vegetables.
vegetables, a good time of uh, year to buy those. Uh, one other one on the list here is lingerie. Victoria's Secret semi-annual sale makes Are you June- racing out right now, Kevin? <laughs> well, my point here is, uh, by the way, it says Victoria's Secret has a sale. Also, Fredericks of Hollywood expected to have a huge sale towards the end of the month. It's interesting that there's not the male counterpart to there this that I'm aware is. of. never is. I hear complaints from my husband all the time. Why don't they put men's clothing on sale? Because men don't really shop for clothing. Well, no, I'm talking about you just go to the one spot. Why, why is there not a, ma- a store specifically geared towards male undergarments? <laughs> I don't think we want to go into that on this show. <laughs> I guess there are more different things that that females. I mean, you would be a larger product line for females than for males, I would guess. Well, we just need to change okay. the subject. <laughs> so the other thing that is on sale now is gym memberships. There's your lingerie for men right there. Have First, you been, get in shape. Have you been to a gym lately? Bunch of half-clothed men. <laughs> but I will say, I think men do shop for clothing. Well, men tend to have just like, okay, here's this same brand of pants that I wear or the same shirt, and I'm just going to go to that spot and I'm just going to buy it. And they're not, you know, constantly looking and. I feel shopping. that might be a harmful stereotype, Nancy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you? Do you would have you, you seen, say you have do you things seen, differently? No, no. You absolutely describe me to a T. Uh-huh. But that doesn't mean you've described everyone else in my generation. Well, um, maybe not your generation, but yeah. You know, actually, I think we might have had this list in May because a writer and I were talking about this. The, it says spring clothes are on sale, and they differentiate that between summer clothes. Now, to me, I, I don't think there's much difference between things that you wear in the springtime. Well, because spring, here in Mississippi, there's not much difference between <laughs> spring and summer. Here in Mississippi, you've got a shorts and T-shirt all year, and then you put a jacket on in January. That's and it. like that's that's your outfit. Uh, that's true. But anyway, uh, it's saying that uh, those uh, spring items are on the clearance rack, which actually is good because if you can use them for both seasons, then, you know, get the, sp- the spring stuff and be embarrassed and, and wear it throughout the summer. Uh, here's another fun one. Cheap movie tickets for the family. Several movie theater chains have summer specials to help out with costs. And I know well, that's kind of surprising. Yeah. Around here, what a great thing to do because it gets so hot is um, go to a matinee and it's cheaper mm. to go to yes. a matinee. Right, mm-hmm. it's true. Every the first uh, show of uh, almost every theater, it's it's cheap. It's actually even cheaper than a matinee. The first show of the day. Yeah. But you know what's uh, so. even cheaper? What's that? Stay at home. <laughs> <laughs> Stream a movie and get your own popcorn. Uh, I will say that uh, the, you know one of the theater in Pearl is one of the ones that done it. Is they've taken out half of the uh, rows of seats and now they have those nice recliners. And those well, are delightful. And, and you know, in Ridgeland, they're getting ready to open a new theater. They're going to be small uh, theaters. I think maybe eighty seats. And the idea is you can order food and sit there and watch a movie at the same time. And also, I know that uh, several of the movie chains also have a thing. Uh, it's almost like unlimited movies for a month. It's a membership sort of thing. So if you're one that really enjoys uh, going to the movie, that might be something to look at as well. Also, air conditioners on sale. It says uh, Deal News saw more air conditioner deals in June than during any other summer month last year. That's so, interesting. Yeah. And again, that's certainly something that uh, we in Mississippi. But uh, can need. you find someone to come and put it in for you? That's the trick right now. 
That's right. Because they're very busy. All right. Time for one last break this hour. When we get back, we're still looking for your personal finance questions. We'll delve into some of the things not to buy in June. If you have a financial question for us, you can call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or you can email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Back with more Money Talks after this. To Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to Money Talks. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotter Janderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Uh, we are looking for your personal finance questions this morning. I've got a couple of very good questions of diverse uh, subject matter, and that's what these open topic days are for. What's on your mind, personally, financially speaking? The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 You can email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. We've got some open phone lines and probably about uh, seven or eight minutes left. So if you have a question, go ahead and work one in now. We'll be able to answer your question for you. In the meantime, we've been talking about things to buy and things not to buy in June. Some of the things that are recommended not to buy, uh, one is the Amazon Echo products because Prime Day, uh, that's the big sale on Amazon, falls in July. Uh, they expect the event to bring awesome deals on pretty much the entire Echo lineup from Amazon. So if you're interested in buying one of those, uh, you could wait in the sale. And that's actually how I got mine was last Christmas. They were The little Echo Dot was on sale uh, for, I think, $25. And I thought, eh, what the heck? So, you know, I use it. I actually bought some plugs, so I use it for light control and that sort of thing and a couple of other things. And I, I probably don't use it as much as other people do, but it's a nice little nice thing to have. And uh, Nancy, you mentioned, I think, that you have the, the Google. Well, the, the little mini. Mm-hmm. Uh, my daughter uh, got those for us for Christmas. And uh, mainly we just use it to play music. It's kind of fun. Yeah, that's And good. sometimes we'll ask it random questions. Uh, usually we're having an argument about some celebrity issue. And so we asked Google to solve that for us. Who got divorced? Actually, in my case, it would be, who is so-and-so? Because a lot of the celebrities, I don't really know who they are. Um, interesting, also, I would say, if you're thinking about buying one, if you the difference between the Echo and the Echo Dot is the speaker. The Echo has a huge speaker. The Echo Dot is this little small thing that is not. But the price is, I, I want to say, less than half with for the Dot. Does it do the same things? Yes, it's the, the only thing difference is the, for the fancy speaker. So hmm. uh, something to consider if you're uh, looking. And now the next one they've got, or they have have ones that I guess have video included with them now or something. Uh, anyway, we've got a caller to get to, so let's do that. Uh, it's Conrad from uh, calling in this morning. Good morning, Conrad. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Uh, good morning. Uh, I had a question about uh, nursing home insurance, if there was a, a recommended uh, uh, policy 
that uh, anyone has seen that was better than others. Well, um, I guess we can ask our uh, listeners if any of them have experience, but I will just say to you that um, these are all governed by each state where they're operating. And so you have some standard things in them. And usually I ask people who are looking at that to get try to get at least two quotes, possibly three quotes. Um, as the caller before mentioned, she looked for a company that she knew would be around when she needed it. So a larger, well-established company. You can check with our state insurance commission to look at their ratings uh, to make sure they're financially stable. And then you want to just look at what are they offering. You want to try when you get your quotes. If you want an inflation rider, you want everybody to quote on an inflation rider. You want everybody to quote on a similar um, policy with amounts that are about the same, and then you're just going to choose based on price. And again, the stability of the company, will they be there when you need them, even though there is some backup there when a company does fail? Okay. Um, I guess I do have a derogatory um, comment. Um, the, the people that I've talked to and, and friends and different ones that have experienced um, uh, nursing home policies, they have not found one that is very supportive are, are basically, uh, it, it may look good on paper, but then mm. when it comes to it, it's not. Well, uh, it- Part of that depends on how old the policy is. Um, I've dealt with some really old policies when they first started out that you know didn't offer that much. But the newer policies are going to be pretty standard because our state insurance commission is going to be um, monitoring that and dictating what, what they expect on those policies. Uh, I will say that's uh, kind of a good point because, you know, because these are fairly regulated things and because, you know, they do have to get approval for the rate increases and everything, you know, mathematically, they could all make their policies look exactly the same. And at that point, what would be so important is kind of the customer service aspect. You know, how, how quickly are they going to respond to you? How quickly are they going to say yes to your, you know, to your claim? You know, how how hard are they going to work to make sure you're getting in the right facility? Or, you know, what what facilities are they going to approve you for? You know, things like that. Well, they don't choose the facility. Um, they are just going to cover once you've chosen a facility. The big issue, and what we're seeing now with newer policies, is they don't just cover for nursing homes. They'll cover for some in-home care, um, maybe even some on the assisted living side. But the trick is you need to read the policy carefully and all of of them are going to be looking at that person that is going to be covered. Are there some things they can no longer do for themselves? So there's that list of things. If 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 they cannot, you know, dress themselves and feed themselves and do some of those basic life things that they need to do, that's when they'll step in. If you're kind of wavering on some of that, because remember, it's it's an insurance company. They're going to look for a reason to say no. Correct. All right, uh, Conrad, uh, thanks for your call this morning. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Just a couple of minutes left in the show. Maybe we can wrap up our discussion on things not to buy in June. Uh, hold off on those uh, Amazon Echo purchases, waiting for Prime Day when I think everything on Amazon goes on sale. That's in July. Another thing maybe to hold off uh, till July is a laptop. A lot of back-to-school sales begin in July, as well as uh, the tax-free weekend. And I think uh, in Mississippi, ours is usually the final week in July. Yes, Ryder. Uh, so 
So, yeah, the 2019 sales tax holiday will take place uh, uh, June 26th oh, okay. through sorry. Saturday the 20th. Sorry, July 26th okay. through July 27th. Um, I will point out that you're probably not going to get a laptop that fits the definition of clothing, footwear, and yeah. accessories and is also priced below $100 because that is limited to two things which are priced below $100. So that means if you buy something that's $101, you pay 7% on that whole thing. If you buy something at $99, so you'll see a lot of things probably priced just below that mark. And that's mostly for clothing, footwear, and specific school supplies. That's interesting because I think other states are a little more liberal with that. But yeah, yeah that, thank you for that because the you know each state does yeah. uh, their sales tax weekend a little bit differently. But you'll also see, I mean, a place that sells, you know, you know, supplies and laptops, you'll probably see some, you know, some sales coming in at the same time to encourage folks to spend that money. Uh, grills. Higher demand means higher prices, as is most other timely purchases. The further into the season you go, the more you'll save. And Nancy, you jumped the gun. Patio furniture is not a par- purchase that they're recommending in June. Except in Mississippi. I'm <laughs> telling you, they're putting them on sale. But it says hang tight until 4th of July sales. And we are, because they're going to keep knocking it down. All right. Yeah, that 5th of July, it's going to be a big one. Uh, so are you getting, like, chairs? What? How are you going to deck well, out your patio? a deck, that's the word Good in my one. house right now. Do you want to buy my old patio furniture? <laughs> I've got... I can't imagine what it looks like. I've got nice patio uh, furniture. Yeah. I just have too much. Well, my husband's building a deck right now, and uh, I'm really excited about this. Uh-huh. And, and, um, and he's, he's, he's saving all kinds of money by building it himself. And I'm going to turn around and blow it all on uh, patio furniture. <laughs> you know, I'm part Irish, so my uncle is actually patio furniture. Oh, my gosh. And At that's least all the time we have. Underwear. If, we can, if we could just roll that okay. roll that sound. That was be, a free joke at the end of the show there. That's really, my gift to you for this Tuesday just, morning. All right. right. Y'all have that, a great day. That is going to wrap us up. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. If you need to hear today's show or a previous show, one way to find it is to go to mpbonline.org slash money talks. Or listen and subscribe to the podcast. Just search for Money Talks on your favorite podcasting app. Today's show is produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener was Java Chapman. So for Dr. Nancy Lotter-Janderson and Ryder Taff, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned up next at 10. It's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, a financial partner for businesses throughout the South for 130 years. Trustmark offers a range of products and services designed to help small businesses efficiently manage finances. More info at Trustmark.com, member FDIC. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 